Welcome to Tell the Damn Story, the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully, along the way, helps you decide how you want to tell your damn story. Today, we're going to talk about um, experimenting with uh, uh, content promotion and getting your name out there on social media. And who's going to do that? Well, first is me. Yeah. According to who is you? Well, according to a certain listener that we love so much, <laughs> I apparently am the uh, here we go, <laughs> the singular sensation, the devotee of Dante, the historian of homicide, the reporter with the scoop, inspector, detective, mythological master, high school herder, the bro from City of Woe, your kin from the City of Sin, and a genius at your high school, and the guardian of the goddess. Chris Ryan. Yay! That that would hardly be enough reason for you out there to stay. What will keep you here? Well, that is the legendary comic book scribing, iconic teenage detectives writing, the great underused character developing Orpheus, the globe-trotting creator of the world-renowned Aaron Blackjack Day the African-American soldier of fortune set in the 1930s whose adventures reflect today's problems. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the one, the only, the award-winning, the iconic, the legendary Alex Simmons. That's me, my goodness. My people, my people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alex, how you feeling? What's going on? How would you feel? I'm feeling mighty fine. I'm feeling mighty fine. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, coach. I'm ready to go in there. Good, 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 good. Wait, well, well, did we we talked last week? We we talked. Yes, we talk. We're always talking. But yeah. I gave you a homework assignment. Did you do that homework assignment? Not only did I do that homework assignment, yeah, but yeah. I brought in a very special guest star. <gasps> talk about oh. that homework assignment, ladies and really? gentlemen. Who? Please Ooh. welcome the love of my life, <laughs> the air that I breathe. The heart of my heart, the one, the only, the goddess. Yay! 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 Wow. Yay! Oh my goodness! There she is, ladies and gentlemen. And darling, we had homework from Alex. Yeah. And what did we watch? Soul. Yes, we watched. What kind of experience was it? It was a much deeper experience than I thought. Oh, look at that. I thought it would be good. <laughs> but I just loved the whole meaning behind it. You know, uh, I think it was just like living in the moment and not just thinking you only have one purpose in life. And if you don't get it, then, you know, that's the end. And, um, it, you know, I found it very, even though it was about death, I found it very uplifting. It was great to watch on New Year's Eve of all, of all nights. Now getting ready to get rid of 2020 yeah. and needing hope for 2021. Soul did the trick. Yeah, and this is an animated film, by the way. For those of you who don't know, it's an animated CGI animated film, beautiful piece of work, not by Disney, by the way. No, no, and starring uh, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, yes, others, many others, and again, a big cast, very, very, yeah, really huge cast, wonderful film. And, And who recommended? I mean, I gave you the assignment, but who recommended? Oh, well, you actually watch the film. You can understand how the world is connected, but it was your godson, Tyler, who came down and told the two of us, uh, listen, 
uh, clear your clear your schedules. You're gonna have to watch. Uh, you're gonna have to watch Soul, man. And that's all he would say. <laughs> there you go. There you. Hey, that's all that was needed. Obviously. Um, and one of the most thrilling aspects of this thing is that this was, um, although the director was a white guy, this is chock full of black led, uh, black created cast is mostly black and they didn't they didn't have to hang on that they told a universal story mm-hmm. and you know it's one of those things it's how you bust down the doors you know um but we don't need to always say well he's that you know chris is that left-handed writer <laughs> you know <laughs> No, let everyone be creative and be the creators that they are. And this is a story that everybody, everybody needs to see this story. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. see people living their lives, people, and and learning and valuing what they experience. That's the that's how you that's how you get over this ridiculous rift that we have and this dangerous myopic. Um, that yeah. we have, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. To, it's to let people see people, you know, people over politics, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes, and comics over chaos. We never forget either of those hashtags, which, by the way, will come up in conversation later, hashtag. Well, um, hashtag. Yeah, my family jumped on, on that film, I think, the same night that, that, that your, your son did, and there was a, a nice array of us sitting there in the house, and we all got pretty much the same vibe that you're talking about. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a universal story. And it's also about, you know, Tina was saying, you know, about, you know, having more than one purpose, but it's also about recognizing your value and recognizing the value of inspiring others, you know, that it goes beyond you, you know, what you do here affects others. And that's really, that's an important lesson for us to remember, uh, assuming that any of us, uh, any of us have learned it thus far, but yeah, good film, um, really good film. And, you know, the seed pod comes down, you know. I completely missed that at first. But when he puts it on the piano, it becomes a moment of life, a moment of living. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a great metaphor for the little things, you know. Go out and um, enjoy. And I'll tell you a funny story. This, is, this generation is ready, I think, to understand and appreciate the little moments right my father's generation not so much mm. you know um he was more can i tell this story am i allowed which story uh yeah what's the sun, story sunset? i know what the, the sunset story can i tell that yeah sure all right so i was i like her I, was curious. <laughs> God bless her I love that woman so i was a teenager and we had we you know all seven little apartment couple couple rooms and it was like three boys in one room and we had this fold up desk it was like a metal table the legs would come down but it was attached to the radiator below the window mm. so everyone once in a while was you know boys instead of just using it to do your homework on they were jumping on it to get to the top bunk and all that other crazy nonsense so pop had to uh tighten it up so you know he assigns one of us to, to work on it and it was my turn so we're working on it together and it's it's about sunset, and we lived on East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, and across the street was uh, the freight rail railroad, right? You'd get all the freight trains go down to the uh, uh, fruit markets and stuff, and once a year, 
Barnum and Bailey Circus would come down from Boston wow. to Madison. And when we were, if we were just in the right place at the right time, you could see tigers and stuff flying. So, but every night the sun would set in that the furthest part where the train was, and and the night would fix and you know. I love my father. God bless him. But, you know, he's a guy from the, he grew up in the Depression and served at the end of World War II. That's the mindset, right? So um, we're fixing it. And I look up and the sun is brilliantly setting the sky on fire. You know, there's oranges and pinks and reds and stuff. And I was like, hey, Pop, man, look at that. Look at that great sunset, man. And he goes, what are you, a fag? Oh, jeez. Oh God! Oh, absolutely devastated me. And he didn't. I mean, he he didn't mean uh, harm or stuff. But there was such a, a more limited view mm-hmm. of what you could say and what you could express. And this is the seventies. But he was a product of the you know the twenties, thirties, forties, and then married in the fifties. You know, during the oh, was it the uh, Cold War and all that stuff, right. Red Scare. Keep and there was that right. different mindset. I love him. I still yeah. love him. God bless him. He's been gone almost 20 years. But um, they, he he couldn't handle a movie like Soul. Yeah. But you in know, 2021, I, gotta, yeah, I, I think you can. Yeah, I got I to gotta give your dad one pat on the back, though. Um, I'm going to just throw this out there very quickly. <laughs> Folks, you just heard that story about his father, and he's also said repeatedly here he loved his dad and everything. I got to say that his dad, who was very pragmatic, wanted him to have a job and, you know, make the money and the, get the checks coming in every week or two weeks and all that kind of stuff, and really didn't think a whole lot of your early ambitions to be a writer. This is a man that I watched hang on his wall, framed the cover of the first comic book that you wrote. That's right. Okay, probably. Uh, it was didn't hang it in a corner somewhere. No, it was right as you yeah. came in. Yeah, so let's Which just let's just the entrance just of the house really weird. Um, was a um, poster of Billy Wizard and the Evil Eye. Yep, that's a little uh, fly, by the way, folks. We're not talking about some huge poster. Well, a little fly, a little no, fly. Frame, 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 right? Oh yeah, and um, the the. Uh, Race Against Time number two. Right, the comic, right? And a copy, a framed copy of Wizard Magazine. The only time I worked for them, I had a cover story for them. It was not an enjoyable situation or relationship working with them, so it never happened again. Um, those were those were framed. And those were all the the stuff that he would have, like, uh, comic books, uh, you know, Rockstar, uh, all that different stuff. Um, but he had them framed. So, yeah, actions speak louder than words. And yeah. when he passed and we were going through stuff, my kid sister uh, hands me his huge uh, photo album, and uh, it was full of all my clips as a newspaper guy. Oh man! He kept he kept stories from every issue. You know, talk about soul. That yeah. moment, that moment yeah. lives in my heart. You know, as does what are you a fag? It's the funniest. Yeah. Thing, you know. <laughs> It's a, t- a terrible sentence. I know it's a, a terrible question. It's you know, but it's from a, a, an age that we hope is dying. You know, and uh, movies like Soul help us get past that. You know. Now, now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback. By the way, folks, we trust me. This is all going even further than you think. 
you know, piggyback off of this moment, this, we're still talking family and passing it forward and all of that. Um, someone who's a fan of this show uh, hey, contacted me. We're glad of that. We're really proud of that fan. That one fan, <laughs> yeah, right. I think we have two. But anyway, someone who's a fan of this show uh, informed me within the last 24 hours that they found this other podcast now that they're going to be listening to. And I, you know, I, I could be jealous. I could be upset. I could be, you know, scared we're going to lose them. Except this thing is called, um, oh, what was it? It began with an espousing. It's Not espousing, but espousing. Yeah. And, and it's a couple, a husband and wife talking it's about. By, yeah. I, it's you, by you, geezer you heard and the about goddess. this? <laughs> it's by Geezer and the Goddess. Yeah, me and yeah. T. Um, so it's you two. Yeah, it's us. And we had experimented. Um, oh, we, we can't talk about that on air. No, 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 no. Oh, oh okay. My Lord. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> we experimented with spousing uh, last year when when twenty uh, somethings were talking about adulting. We thought that was a really funny line. You know, they were adulting. I said, if they're adulting, what are we doing? And we came up with spousing, right? So it's a it's a um, it's a podcast by a married couple for married couples. We don't have doctorates. We are not uh, marriage counselors. We're not. Uh, psychiatrists, anyone like that. We're just two people. Just play one on television. Who have been married for 34 years and believe that uh, the power of love is worth fighting for. That kind of mm. stuff, you know. And uh, as long as I said yes, ma'am, to Tina, things are. Oh, look at those eyes go! That's great. Great. He doesn't say that. Okay, so everyone knows. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say yes, ma'am. Yes. Cuts it. No. Cut. Yeah. Keep it brief. This is, um, yeah. We should take a moment to clarify this. This is available. You know, we just put it out there, and, and, and uh, we put it on social media and stuff. And uh, with your help, it'll eventually be available on all the platforms. But this is season two, episode one, because we're not sure what's going on with season one. There was the introductory ish uh, episode. Then there was a pandemic episode and uh, maybe a third, but we weren't really that good at it yet, so we're not sure. The, the we by we I mean me, because you know. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you not sure that you recorded it, or you're not sure? No, no, we're well. There's a thing, you know. We use Anchor, and there's a thing where you're recording and then you put up the, you know, you're, you're supposed to. Up, and and up until yesterday, I wasn't sure whether I was uploading the new recording or. <laughs> or just resharing episode one. So, oh. so episode one, you had like two, yeah, you know, had a couple hundred, uh, almost three hundred listens. But I don't know if that's because they, I kept pushing out the same episode. <laughs> hey, um, but know, now we know a little better. It. And a matter of fact, um, we might even experiment with just recording directly to Anchor and see how that works. Um, but yeah, this one that we put out yesterday was about a New Year's resolution that we can, we think can work. And we had to um, we had to give a nod to Soul because it's very influenced by that the power of that movie. Excellent. So go and search for Soul, uh, watch that, and what platform did you watch it on? Uh, it was Disney Plus. We watched it. There yeah. you go, Disney Plus Plus. Yeah. So uh, so T, do you want to say anything about spousing? What do you think about spousing? She's like, I'm being forced by gunpoint. Help me. I. <laughs> You know, we haven't done that many yet, so I'm I'm okay. I'm, I have a little tough time sometimes 
talking, you know, <laughs> you know, not sure what I want to say or things like that. So I have to get used to all so that. So the world is her voice. I've it's never that, scripted. Will you be quiet, Chris? I'm listening to the goddess. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Everyone should. It's natural for you. It's you just you just speak naturally. You're speaking I know. Right. from your right. heart. Right. So right. it's not scripted. That's fine. Right. right. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, I'm worried always I'm going to stumble over words or what do I want to say? Or, you know, so usually we like to just discuss what we're going to talk about a little bit and then right. go what, for it. Yeah. This is what Alex and I do. Um, yeah. You obviously like, you've never listened to our show. Then. <laughs> I have. <laughs> only when I, only when I uh, corner her and put no. it on. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's, here's proof. Here's what people can do if if you're curious about spousing. Uh, you can go to it's on Chris Ryan uh, author page. There's a link on my Instagram, a few other places. Um, spousing has its own Facebook page. You can follow that page. Um, but listen to it, and if you want to support the goddess's uh, uh, power to speak, you listen to how many times. Just keep a count of how many times I say uh or hesitate <laughs> or um. Or repeat myself, and it'll be you know, it'll be, a humming, a humming, a it'll be tiring because it's, it's like triple digits. And then T says, you know, um, I think once or twice, it's ridiculous. She's elegant and she's so wonderful. To, when you hear the kindness in her voice, you uh, you know, I uh, you know, how could you, uh, how could you not? I can't argue with her, I can't argue with her. Listen to that voice, you know, she'll be, she'll be like, oh, and that's it, it's over. <laughs> well, I, so, I think that, as I said, I at least know of one person who's already listened to it, and obviously others will. And I, I think, you know, to, to go to what we're talking about today, or going to talk about social media and promotion and all of that, we could actually say about season one of Spousing that you actually were doing special, special, you know, uh, broadcast of it. It's like yes, an we event, event were broadcast. Yes, they were pilots. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like we a were, limited we series kind of thing. Company. You know, the the movie. The, you know, what do they used to do? This the, the um, they used to do like the Perry Masons. They would do like one every two three months. You know, hey, you know, is there any way to to like package that? As those were the spousing specials. There you it go. Was like, like City of Woe was just test marketed. It was just yeah. out there for a little while, then I took it off. Yeah, there there you <laughs> go. So so this season, season two, could be a mini series. In which case, you do however many you do. Just so long as, as, and we'll get to about consistent posting and timing right. scheduling. And we're, that. We're, we're better at that, and uh, we felt good enough about the episode to open up the Facebook page, and then, Beautiful. you know, um, and we'll be able to talk. And, and you know, if um, if that if our one fan liked it or or has questions or wants topics discussed, you know, there's a comment page or a comment section on the. Um, Facebook page and on the episode. So we'd love to hear from anybody. Well, well, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously 300 listens indicate that more than one person, unless they're truly a fan, <laughs> they've just been... And one person was using it as a Zen <laughs> background. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so we'll see, but, um, you know, it's 34 years, is, you know, it, it's real it time. takes a lot. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of people who... Uh, are just just regular folks like us, and I, uh, we thought that that might be something that we could do um, positively. And that's what well, we're you're, you're regular. Tina's exceptional. No, I, no that's true. You. She's the goddess. <laughs> no, no, 
I'm you not. Know, there you go. You say I'm she, not. she hates that name, but, but when I look at her, how could I say it? Tina, <laughs> Tina, I got, I got to tell you, um, and I understand where you're coming from. You are real and you're genuine and you're very humble and all that. And that's all wonderful, good stuff, which is another reason we love you. But right. the, the thing is, being of pure goodness. a lot of people get such a, a, a little surge of joy out of hearing him refer to you as the guy. You know, it puts a smile on their good of the public. You know, they they want to pat him on the head like a puppy. And I think that's just too much fun. I think that's just great. (laughs) So uh, to show uh, Tina is uh, a being of pure goodness. When we got in touch with her at the beginning of this episode, it was just a spur of the moment. Hey, let's see if we can get Tia in here to talk about soul and talk about uh, spousing. She was cooking, and um, I could tell that she was highly stressed with the request. Yes, I was. Because she did the telltale, (laughs) which is where she tries to rip the skin off her skull, and then I know that I have stepped too far. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What what do we We hear the alarms going off? (laughs) I'm not a spontaneous person at all, so. And I didn't even think of it as being spontaneous. It's so interesting. Again, there's a reason to listen to uh, spousing because we're so different, and yet you you find a way to, uh, to connect. But you know, I, I, one I, of the I, ways I, is that she I, was so nice, she put the cooking on hold to come and say hi to everybody. Well, just so I can get over there in time for the meal. That's uh, right. The, the other, plenty the of other, time tonight. I tell you what, with that background, no one can tell you're in the car driving over. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a great background. I love this. I was going to say, you know, that again, tying this into uh, the subject of today as well is, you know, this feeling that a lot of us have when we are uh, faced with promoting our own material or putting out um, sharing information or sharing, you know, experiences to help others. You know, we get into that sort of imposter syndrome mindset about, well, I'm not all that, so I shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, a, it's like sort of running through barbed wire. You know, it's like it's not easy to maneuver, and it gets in the way of actually getting the material out there. So one of the things we have to get past is that sense that we don't have a right to. You know, that we, you know, we're not we're not going out there making fun of people. We're not going out there and bad-mouthing people. We're not going out there and throwing out negative perceptions of stuff. We're actually just trying to share something, you know, good and supportive. And the fact that we're not pros at this is not in a reason for holding back. I think that, you know, we just, just be who we are and just do what we do. And Tina, for the audience's sake, needs to know that the lady behind him was a teacher for how many years? Uh, 33. 33 years. She was stepping in front of an audience. You know, you yeah, know. that was yeah. That was a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Because so, there was a really little, uh, adorable audience. <laughs> hey, maestra, maestra, maestra. Yeah, but you got to remember, kids—they're not like adults in the audience mindset, where they go, "Oh, we've got to be polite," or "I've got to look good." Kids will tell you or show you what they're thinking. Oh, you know? yeah. If you don't have hook. You know, that's it. You will know it pretty quickly. Alex, the most intimidating audience I've ever been in front of. I mean, I've done cons and I've done, you know, I did uh, New York with you, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I've done uh, plays, I've done movies, all that sort of stuff. But the most intimidating 
was going into her classroom, you know, because the kids would like, they would destroy the room with this amazing amount of energy. And she would clap and say, okay, clean up. And they would undestroy it with the same energy. It was fascinating. Yep. And I went in there one time. I was a, a reporter, so I was all around the borough and all that sort of stuff and working all sorts of hours. So we were just newly married. And I just wanted to say hi. I hadn't seen it. Uh, uh, I guess I was working the night that time. Um, so I got into the school because you could do that back then. And uh, got to her, her, her door and knocked on the door. She says, oh, hi. You know, you know, peck on the cheek or something. Because you're not allowed to give a big kiss in front of the pre-K. No. And this one kid, is, he's working on something. And he looks up and he goes, hey, don't you have a job to go to? Oh, oh. I was like, honey, I'll see you at home. Oh. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, completely intimidating. Oh, wow. Yeah, give me the old kids. Yeah. yeah step outside for a minute. Augie, Augie was his I name. remember. Yeah. Augie's probably in his 30s now. Oh, yeah. Lesson. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, that's too funny. That's too uh, well, Tina's got uh, apparently Alex's uh, dinner on the stove. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a, we had a promise of that. It'll only be a couple of minutes. Cause, you know, yes. She doesn't do a lot of. A, a lot of um, Appearances um, on camera. No, I usually don't. This is this is blowing most of our 2021 budget right here at the (laughs) gate. You had to fly her in from the kitchen, right? (laughs) Did I get a kiss? Yes, and when oh, Oh, when all this craziness is over, Alex, you really do have to come over. I you will you will actually have to like send out your dog to keep me from (laughs) coming. I will be there. I haven't seen you. I, you I haven't seen the boys in I like know, forever. Know. You know, the, the dog is not that much of a watchdog, but we no. can send the cats over. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's like a mafia. No. <laughs> Take All care, right. sweetheart. Thank you. Good to see you. Bye bye. You too. Yeah. Oh, uh, too I'm much fun. So, uh, cats will get you. Cats will get you. And they get me in the if I'm up at like four in the morning, right? And one will sit on my lap, or one will sit like on the chair behind me. Hey, yeah, uh, that's a nice laptop. I hate to see it fall off the table or something happen to it, you know? It'd be a real problem if somebody stepped on the keys at the wrong time. It'd be a really problem if we, we deleted what you were writing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's some treats in the kitchen, so maybe we'll work some out. <laughs> Wait! Because these cats have never been in the city. What are they getting his accent? I don't know. But yeah. all right. So okay. So, thank so. You very much. That was great to see uh, the goddess um, yeah. there, and um, hopefully pe- some people will like uh, what we do at Spousing. And uh, we both love Soul. If you haven't seen it yet, you know you still got two days before the grind begins again. Yep. 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 Go for, Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Beautiful. Make beautiful. time. Make time for it. Meantime. Ladies and gentlemen. Good segue. Nicely done. Uh, we're going to talk about today. You know, the true creatives and writers, you know, we, we do primarily writers, but, you know, whether you're cartoonists or painters or independent filmmakers or stand up comedians, whatever the, the actors, the, um, the job of promoting. Mm hmm. Companies can tell you anything they want, <laughs> but they're not really going to, they're not, you're, you're not going to get a lot of promotion uh, dollars or um, 
attention or time from them. You might get some guidance. That's cool. Yeah. But, and especially if you're indie, everything's on you. So, well, you know, we were talking and we thought maybe a good way to start the year is to talk about, you know, I, I especially am one who the last month or two was uh, pretty negative about social media. But it doesn't always have to be that way. And maybe what I thought we could talk about um, using and experimenting with different social media to see what works for you and um, and how to get there. Now, full disclosure, one of the things that I've been doing over the break is, uh, you know, when I try to go out for a walk or this and that, putting in an audio book by Joanna Penn, you know, wow. and uh, yeah. marketing, marketing for authors and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a great book, uh, highly recommended. I have it in print and in audio book because that's what happens when you get it. Oh, I, I, could, I could use that gift certificate for it. Oh, I haven't <laughs> read it. Let me listen to it. Yeah, I guess. Um, but she has a ton of practical advice. It's the third She's been uh, in it for printing. like four or five years, you know, uh, marketing her, her books and so forth. Well, she, I think it's closer to 20 or 15. She, was, she published her first thing like 2006. Uh, so she's been around for that long and she has a nonfiction pen name and a fiction pen right. name. Um, everyone she's doing romance with her seven year old mom, uh, romance books. She's not romancing her seven year old. She's doing romance <laughs> books. I have to make sure I'm phrasing things correctly yeah, really. <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. Um, but you said good, you know, so when I say try out what, what works for you, I'm paraphrasing her. I don't want to, you know, take credit for her. It's not mine, but we were going to play a little bit and, um, the true inspiration besides Joanna, Joanna Penn at thecreativepen.com. Go and check her out. Um, that was a plug, folks. Uh, well, you know, yeah. she deserves it. God bless her. She's been working hard. <laughs> yep, there, there you go. There you go. But, but speaking of working hard, um, one of the other uh, uh, influences for this episode about using and experimenting and, and, and just trying new things out um, has been uh, one Alex Simmons. Oh, who's that? Oh, yeah, oh, so, him. Yeah. Yeah. has been doing, uh, especially in the second half of uh, that last year, you know, the year that must not be named. Yeah, the year um, of the plague. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was definitely doing some new stuff. And then this uh, this last couple of days, there was this new thing that you did on Instagram. Now, people may know it, may not know it, but um, I don't. So I'm going to try and learn along with you today. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of things, that's, and then we'll eventually get to that. Um so we were talking about trying different media and finding what you're most comfortable with. Um, what social media would you say you're most comfortable with, Alex? Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a bunch of things I, I want to say about that, but I won't say them all now. Uh, but to answer your question, first and foremost, I am finding that I'm most comfortable with two, and in this order, uh, Instagram and then Facebook. Okay, um, I find um, I find them both useful, and I approach them very differently. So, why don't you explain to us? And then I would add in Twitter as well. Um, and then the long distance behind that is YouTube. Not YouTube's fault, my fault. But <laughs> let's talk about uh, why you're comfortable with Facebook, and then why you're comfortable with Insta. Well, I mean. If, if one had to analyze, I guess the, the, there's a brevity to Instagram that I, I like. That, that's one. Um, it's almost like 
it's to me it's almost like doing commercials uh whereas facebook feels more like i i have to do some sort of a presentation or i'm dropping a flyer or um yes it, 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 there's something about it that feels like it's heavier not more important not more valuable just heavier instagram feels like a 30 second spot and and of course with instagram reel and instagram stories you you could be talking 15 seconds you could be talking a minute you can be talking more with the post it's you know drop in an image or a video and it sits and does its thing um for the the length of that post which which is almost evergreen so i think it's it's something about time my time management and the the form and format of instagram versus the form and format of, of facebook i think <clears throat> i think also i've spent a lot of time years with facebook i've had highs and lows with them i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm simply saying highs and lows i think that audience change is happening where you look at where i think one of the things i might even mark down to talk about is where does your audience live which is a phrase that promoters use it means where are the people you're trying to engage with or sell to or service you know what platform so you know facebook was it at one point and then you know the younger crowds began to want to have their own territory as the older crowds moved into the uh, the previous one so now there's you know there was facebook then there was twitter and there was instagram and now there's tiktok and others and and instagram has several other platforms within it's itself and facebook owns instagram so all these things keep changing which affects how i feel about using them but i think that for me it's the form and format of instagram that appeals to me i think it's also where more of my audience seems to live um and i think facebook is more like um it also feels more like a voyeur's paradise Facebook feels like it's a place where people watch what you do or stalk what you do. Uh they don't necessarily interact as much with what I do on Facebook. I get more interaction from Instagram. So that those are just some of my my initial reactions. And please understand everybody, I'm still exploring. I'm still I'm still, you know, out there. We're going to get to your some of your specific explorations in a minute, but um yeah. uh Facebook um and i uh, are in couples therapy um <laughs> i will tell you that um i did move out uh i said oh. that's it facebook i've had it i'm sorry uh, to hear that you've moved out and i was out i was out um uh it especially with my um my chris ryan page like the regular person uh, you know like people from the old neighborhood and all that sort of stuff that turned very toxic and part mm-hmm. of it by fault because you get lulled into you know sharing and i was sharing some political stuff and it would it would you know it would annoy or anger or incense <laughs> um flame yeah outrage yeah, <laughs> half the people all the time and yeah. it got to a point where um hey, there's one person that uh is incensed whenever i do something like that oh i although i haven't i think i did one um between uh september and election day and mm-hmm. so maybe a maybe a third one because i just i consciously gave up on trying to make a political point on social media 
Um, I will comment on other people's social, uh, uh, political points, but it, it just comes across as, for me, only for me, if it works for you, God bless you, but it doesn't work for me. It comes across as uh, shouting into the void and um, trying to pick a fight, mm. you know, and uh, it's just not, it, it doesn't work for me. Uh, so I, I kind of, uh, with, with Facebook, I left that. And then whenever I did Instagram, I would, you, when you're posting, you could share with other spot, spots. But yeah. um, it would, my Instagram is, uh, which is Chris Ryan writes, um, is linked to Chris Ryan author page on Facebook. So I'll explain what I do in Instagram for, in a minute. So my author page got much more activity than my regular page because that would feed into it. Now, once in a while, I would go and check the notifications. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a, a long time when I haven't done that. And I've, I've tried to, again, put more positive stuff on. That's one of the reasons that, you know, that brought us to spousing and, and other stuff like that. I don't want to contribute to the negativity anymore. There is more than enough actively doing that. I want to try and find ways to get people talking positively. Well, that, that's, uh, that's a big thing that we have to identify, you know, and I say this to everybody listening, is you have to really identify, like laser focus, why am I here? What is it that I want to get out of this? Because yes. if it's just like, like you're saying, if you just want to shout into the void, fine, go wherever you're going to go, do it and, and deal with the reactions. But yeah. if you are looking at this as a platform, whatever platform, if you're looking at it as a way of getting the word out about what you do or to get uh, engagement or to get fans or to get followers or to get people to buy your products or your services, then you need to identify where that audience is what you want to get out of that experience, and then how best to set up a campaign, an engagement campaign that leads to your, your final goals. Yep. Yep. Um, so I did some reflecting on uh, Facebook. So uh, I use Facebook to reveal different aspects of, of me person as a human, trying to connect with other people. Uh, Chris Ryan, author, it's right in your face, I'm an author, and occasionally I'll post uh, the cover or a, a review or or um, an appearance I made a lot on podcasts these days or some stuff like that. Um, that's where that'll go, and then it'll be maybe one every five times, one every seven times. You don't want to just hammer them over the head, buy my book, you know? So one out of five times and one out of seven times will be a podcast, you know, free to listen to, or, um, you know, sometimes it's a short story, sometimes it's a blog post. So I'm not really asking people in, in 20, in that other year, I wasn't asking if they <laughs> to spend the money. And in 2021, I'm going to try and, you know, build audience through positive content stuff on Facebook. And then the ads will go, I'm working on uh, renewing, refreshing some of the stuff I have for offer. And then we'll start marketing those. And that's, you know, right now, I, if it's if it's a buy, it'll be a reminder that uh, I appeared in California uh, Scheming, the uh, Buchkan Anthology this year or something like that. Um, so that's what I use Facebook for. Instagram is how do you represent yourself as a human with, you know, or, or with humor in heart um, visually, right? So 
Um, I try to take better pictures there. Um, uh, the the, uh, the humor of the dog. Yeah, you share or, the staff. <laughs> yeah, we do. I definitely, yeah, yeah, and I try to refer to them in their job titles. Um, yeah. And um, again, maybe every 10 times, there'll be something about uh, the professional side of me, you know. See, now, it's funny because there's there's uh, philosophies. You mentioned Joanna Penn. There's a number of people who are on the Internet as, as uh, authors who are being successful also as promoters. But um, also there's a lot of material about how best to promote yourself as a working writer, professional writer, publishing your own books. And the, the one of the theories out there, I'm, I'm not saying anything is written in stone and you should only follow. You're going to pick. Whoever right. your mentor is going to pay. That's a major thing. But one of them is is how often you should post something that's uh, a buy me post or a buy my service post, as opposed to the other posts that you do, which are for either education, entertainment, or engagement. So mm -hmm. you know, these are these are things that you look at a pattern, a deliberate pattern that you set up right. in order to keep people. Uh, coming back to see what you do on your platform, whatever that is, and to feel a connection to you and then feel less repulsed or more likely induced to purchase from you. All right. And, and, and I'm getting to there. You know? mm -hmm. um, uh, another thing is um, you offer something. I haven't created a, a, a an email list yet, but if you offer something in exchange for an email, oh, yeah. email list, I've got two. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Hey, I'm two. Lend me, lend me one, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are things that, uh, um, again, uh, Joanna Penn talks about a lot, and we can go into uh, uh, email list if they're, you know, how relevant they are and all that sort of stuff down down the line. Well, but, actually, actually I, I do want to mention something about it, but I'll let you finish what you were saying. Right. Well, I wanted to go over to the other two uh, social medias that I use, and that's Twitter. Yeah. And I consciously decided to use Twitter to create for myself, you know, a writer's community. So uh, I had to go through and unfollow everybody who was overtly political. It used to be a political outlet for me. And... Um, Got rid of all them and just started following writers and publishers and indie writers and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And now what I try to do, I will post, you know, um, uh, something about what I'm writing or something about, you know, if the dog is amusing or something like that to be human. But what I usually do is I spend about 10 to 20 minutes a day going through the people I follow, you know, seeing their posts and positively and negatively comment on mm -hmm. and become a presence in the community that way where I'm not directly selling to them anything other than uh, I want to be a useful member of this community mm -hmm. and the amount of things that I've learned, uh, the amount of um, leads for possible places to publish and, and to write for and all that sort of stuff, that has been beneficial to me, but getting to be a part of a writing community um, and whatever creative you are, you can do this uh, because you see the ups and downs everyone's going through and you, f you feel like you're not alone. 
mm-hmm. for uh, for isolated uh, uh, crafts like what we're doing or, or we're doing. Um, there is a lot of alone time, so that I find uh, Twitter very useful for that. And YouTube is the great um, underused. You know, doing stuff like this and posting on YouTube, I think, is something that's going to be a big push for me in 2021. But it's, you know, some people are, are very visual and they want, they don't want to read and they want, they just want to uh, see the video. So that's something to move forward to next year. So that's how I use those. Um, and hopefully that'll give you some ideas of how you don't have to do the same thing on every, on each different. Um, and actually shouldn't. Yeah. Right. But you should figure out how you are going to be represented that comes to our next step and how you want to be seen those are questions to ask yourself before publishing before (laughs) posting right although i I do know many including present company who who sort of stumbled out into the sunlight totally not ready no sunglasses no sunblock wasn't sure what the heck i was doing and and got burned a few times so yeah you know thank god yeah yeah you have to you have to um, I, I do want to quickly just comment um, the, the one, one very key purpose for email list, uh, very key. And, there, and people have complained about some of the platforms we've just mentioned because, in effect, we don't own them. You know, right. they own them, and they can affect the, the, the um, algorithms of them biweekly if they want. And has happened, you know, with Instagram, with Facebook, with Twitter. Uh, and then somebody buys out so-and-so, then suddenly they're no longer here anymore. So, one, you know, you may have built up a following community and audience or whatever on one of these platforms. And then if the algorithm changes, you lose connections with them. So one of the, the very key purposes of an email list is you have direct contact with your fan base or your community. You can reach out to them even if Facebook or whomever changes the connection requirements, and you don't have access that way. And therefore, all of your engagement uh, material, any sharing information, educational information that you want to put out there, or any promotional material that you want to put out there, you have another way of reaching that audience that you've built up, that following that fan base or that community. So I think that, excuse me? Oh, go ahead, and then I got to say that I feel that that, and that has proven to be, a major uh, uh, truth and benefit um, for me, more for my kids' Comic-Con entity, the thing that I do in particular. uh, They uh, Literally something wonderful just happened with that, and that that proves, again, having an email list is key. Yes. Um, We were mentioning about um, how social media will manipulate you, and if uh, Mm -hmm. people want more information on that, um, and this is not new, but if you haven't seen it yet, Netflix is a documentary called The Social Dilemma. Yep. Wherein some of the former top executives in various social media uh, outlets or platforms talk about how, you know, they've kind of created a Frankenstein. And um, watching that was a uh, revelation. Um uh, and made me more aware of how I was being manipulated. Because if I open up my laptop or my iPad right now, there'll be five or six different things on my locked page where it says, you know, so-and-so commented on you. 
Yeah. So and so mentioned you, and you know, and it's all about getting face there, face, mm-hmm. you know, your face staring at that stuff. And again, it's about being, you know, breaking away, being, being consciously aware of how you're using these tools, rather than these tools taking you over. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing that you know, again, that we mentioned earlier in this, and even came up when we were talking about spousing. Um, which is going to become a, a hashtag now, I'm sure of it, uh, is, is scheduling. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, scheduling what you do. So, I mean, for, for, I even numbered it when I, when I knew what we were going to be talking about today. There's an order in which you should look at what you're going to do with social media, and, and then I'll focus in on the one thing. Uh, so, one, you've got to determine why you're going to go there, why you're going to use it, what do you want to get out of it. That's that's the first thing, because knowing what your goal is better enables you to make a plan to go after it. So to me, that's the first thing. Secondly, is determining who's your audience, where do they live on social media, because that's where you got to go to try and attract them and get them engaged and create that community that you want or need for your business or your, your career. Uh, then after that is choosing the platforms that you can function in most effectively. You know, again, there's so many, and and even if one doesn't want to think about it this way, they are broken up into uh, ages. There's sometimes, more, you know, some platforms are more attractive to uh, male or female. Uh, there are ways of actually doing on a particular platform attracting the kind of people that you want. So you really got to decide, okay, how much time do I have? What platform is going to help me get to that audience that I want to get to? I know they're living there, but how am I going to get there and deal with them and and, and pull their attention towards me. So that's that's number three. Then number four is, okay, you make contact with this audience. You start to build this audience on that platform. And again, as we've said, that platform's algorithms could change and suddenly you could lose or not have the same sort of access. So you want to do something that's going to start to build up an email list so that you can contact some of these people more directly. So you're going to look at that. Uh, that may not be the number four for you, but it was the number four for me. Uh, number five to me was, what do I need? What kind of support software or strategies do I need to help me navigate on this platform? For instance, some people may have the time to post on, let's say, Instagram, and let's be more specific, Instagram stories, three times a day, five days a week. Some people may have that kind of time and that kind of material. Bully for them. But if you don't, then you've got to know, well, is there any way for me to maybe plan ahead, set up all the materials I need so I can just quickly post when I need to? Or is there software like Later or Planoly or some of the others that I can pre-schedule things and know that they will automatically post, even though I'm going to be busy doing my 9 to 5 or taking care of the kids or whatever else it is I have to do? So support material uh, and support platforms. Yes, um, can you say, talk a little bit more for people uh, about Later and Planoly? Okay, so Later, uh, which I think is spelled just as it, it – yeah, I don't think they did a trick with the spelling. L- L- E-E-R, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as opposed to some of the others who did play with their words. Right. Uh, but Later is a software platform which you can – and the easiest way I can explain it is you can set up on Later, once you have an account, there's a free account and then there are paid accounts. So, you know, the limits are whether or not you're putting out money. But bottom line is you can set up a calendar grid 
that allows you to lay out the images that you want to post and the copy, the caption or the hashtags that you want to go with that individual post. You can plan out, I think it's three across and I don't know how many down, but at least you can plan out a week or two weeks in advance on this. Just pop in the image you want, then pop in the, and again, I'm not going to explain all the software, but it's there. Then you pop in what you want the headings to say, and then literally set the time and date when you want that to go to, to be posted on, let's say, Instagram or Facebook, right? So now the other thing about it is if it's a freebie, then what you get is you'll get a notification on your cell phone that will say, oh, it's Monday, it's 9 a.m., you wanted to post this at this time. And then you can, there'll be a link that'll allow you to go to later, click, and then it'll post it on Instagram. If you're paying, there's some extra features, and one of them is it will automatically post that. So you'll get a notification, hey, we posted that for you, you're good. So there's that kind of thing. Planoly, which is P-L-A-N-O-L-Y.com, is similar to later. You have the same features and maybe one or two differences between them. But again, you get to plan and you can, the platforms I think that both of them reach are Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Um, I feel like there's more. I don't have them up and open in front of me, but those are the ones that I'm most familiar with. So it, it enables you to, if you're a one-person operation, and, and notice I was not gender specific, if you're a one-person operation, and you don't have a lot of time, you can allocate a certain um, you know, hour or so per, per day or you know, whatever you want to do to grab this software and lay out your posts for several days in advance and know that that's going to uh, either remind you to post at those times or will automatically post for you. So again, that's the support. That's the support. You don't have to get these things. You're going to just do it yourself directly, but it's something you think about. Do I have the time? I want to be consistent, which I'm not very good at that yet. I'm working on it, folks. But, you know, I want to be It's a a skill to work on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's identifying I can't post three times a day, five days a week. That's just not realistic. So, okay, but I can post three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I will do that consistently. You know, these are things you work out. And, again, um get easily overwhelmed. Yeah. So oh, the suggestion would be uh, the, the second half of that sentence was, what can I do? Right? Yeah. And that, that's so, it's much more constructive and much more uh, able to do that. If you only have, listen, I can really focus on uh, posting. You know, I can give this hour once a week and yeah. then you lose uh, what Alex is talking about with the leader or plannerly, you might be able to post once a day or twice a day yeah. uh, for a week if you use that hour well, right? What we're um, talking think, about is, and it's something that, again, I wrestle with. I'm more of an impromptu and improvisational kind of guy, and yet I do know that in business you do have to organize. Mm-hmm. You have to schedule yourselves. And if you've got a team or a support person, cool, wonderful. If you don't and it's all you, then you've right. got to battle that urge to just wing it all the time and, and go, okay, what am I after? What time do I have to do it? What platform is going to serve my purpose? How do I set that up? What kind of support do I need? 
Yeah, and you know, there's there's analytics you can get into. I don't. Oh, I'm not good at that. Yet. <laughs> I'm not good at that. And then there's research you can do as best times to post and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But first thing, you know, first things first. Find out what you're comfortable with. You know, you don't. Uh, so many people feel the pressure to be on every social media platform. You don't need to. No. Find one, be three that you're comfortable with. And you feel you get something out of, and then focus on them. You get really good at that, right? Here's another one that that uh, several people have have touted, and and I, I think that if you can if you can do it well, they're so right. They're so right. If you can do it well, a lot of times what you will find, especially if you're watching like YouTube, you know, free YouTube clips and things like that. Everybody's telling you know you can get your first ten thousand this, your first ten thousand followers, your first ten thousand sales, right? Ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. The average individual doesn't need 10,000 people buying from you. It's, it's wonderful if they're all kicking down the door to do that. But the average person, if you want to make a side hustle or you maybe even you're thinking, I don't want this nine to five anymore, depending on the price point of whatever service or item you're selling, 1,000 people, you know, a thousand, a, you know, 500 to 1,000 customers or, or engaged individuals Paying whatever that price point is that's comfortable for you is a nice side hustle for folks, certain folks. I mean, bottom line, you don't have the overhead of a brick-and-mortar building. There's certain things. So you can start out, like you were saying, find what you're comfortable with. If you start out with 100 people or 10 people, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. If you start out with a small following, that's what you start out with, and you build from there. But, again, figure out what platform what are you selling? What is your purpose for being there? What do you want out of this this connection? And build on that and give yourself the time to do that. And you're right. You don't need to hit every one, but there are ways that you can connect one or two, two or three rather, together so that where you post on one, you can take that same material and either post it on the other two or, better still, repurpose that same material and spread it over two or three other platforms. Um, I, I'd add two things. Mm-hmm. One, if, oh, no. you're, if you're promoting to see whether something works for you, uh, the advice, and it comes again, I'm using uh, Joanna Penn a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, promoting, doing a heavy promotion or whatever on one of your platforms makes it easier to track whether that platform is effective. Mm-hmm. By the next one and all that sort of stuff. If you do all at once, like a shotgun, every platform, well, how are you going to know where which one worked best? Or there you go. You go back to that nightmare. For me, it's a nightmare. For many people, it's not the analytics. You've then got to read through the analytics from several platforms, and your mind will explode if that's not your thing. And uh, I'm um, trying make sure my mind doesn't explode. So uh, <laughs> so that's one thing is, you know, one way to do it is to, you know, do, you know, your, your promotional ex- experimentation. Let's, I'm going to focus heavily in January on this site and see how it goes. Still have a presence, still do stuff, yeah. but I'm looking, I, if I'm going to boost a post or if I'm going to put an ad in to one of the platforms, I'm going to focus it there and see how the analytics are, or see what happens and all that sort of stuff. But it takes commitment and it takes time. Right. 
have a sense of humor because all of this is developing really quickly and things change. You know, I'm doing a lot of uh, self-educating right now um, because my push in that year that shall not be mentioned was to traditionally published. You know, that was my main goal. And I did get traditionally published. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking to continue doing that. And while I'm doing research into, you know, how to market as an author and all that sort of stuff, um, I hear that, yes, my concept of the indie market um, is now outdated. <laughs> you know, because uh, when I first made this decision uh, and it took me a while to gather up and, okay, how would I do this and all that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, it's more than just the uh, nameless years. The last couple of years I've been moving in this direction. Um Ending publishing went from something that was still seen as um, Vanity Press and then seen as um, a planet of last resort, you know, and now is seen. Sounds like a 1950s sci-fi film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now India is seen as a realist alternative Mm -hmm. to the shrinking uh, traditional publishing market. Mm. Uh, and you just one of the realist uh, ex- uh, acceptances is that you're going to be on your own to do all your marketing anyway. So, yep. If if you have to do it anyway, then what are they doing for you? You know, um, I this was the, the hilariously this was the argument that I heard. When we first started hearing about independence, you know, and then a year later, it wasn't that anymore. And then it, it, it was very muddy. But now it's like, you know what? Both can coexist. And both, you know, that that um, that smirch or that uh, mark on your um, professionalism. It's up to you whether it's there or not. It depends on how professional your work is. And I've always made my uh, made the effort and spent the money for a professional cover, or, or, or you know, getting the. Uh, now I've got gotten to that very important part of getting a professional editor to go through mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it could be a viable hyphenate uh, um, career, and um, that's been something that. Uh, um, came to uh, my attention and you have to okay so then how does that affect how does this new information affect how do I adapt and continue don't stop and say oh I gotta give up what the hell is that or oh no I have to rethink I have to redo I have to rethink adapt and keep moving adapt and keep moving and uh, same thing with each new aspect of the social media so I want that brought us to the thing that I wanted to ask you to do, if you can. Okay, um, you know the uh, we we talked about it, uh, when you do push your your marketing, push it in one place at a time, see what works, just mm-hmm. see what works. Then you get probably at the end you get a package. Of, this works here, that works there. And this is how I'll you know I'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, and get you know, and that becomes what works for you, right? Um, don't expect, I, I use very little uh, negatives, but don't expect that uh, this is going to result in the multimillionaire. You know, there's one Stephen King, there's a very few multimillionaire authors. But what you can 
you know, what you can carve out is, uh, like you said, a side hustle or um, a uh, split career. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to be retiring from this job uh, I have soon. And then this can be, with that safety net, this can be the career. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to make, you know, $100 million, but you can approach it as, and you should approach it as a business proposition second, yeah. you know, or, well, you or adjacent to, to one A, right? Because you have the artist head as a creator, but then you also have to develop the business head as well. And, and how do I approach this? Okay. So with all of that in mind, Alex did this new thing on Instagram. He's been using Instagram rather well. But there's this one little thing. We, I'd like to use this as an example as we kind of wind down towards the end of the uh, episode. Um, so when you see a, some, somebody on a, a platform that you're using doing something that you don't know how to do, either research, or, you know, Google that crap or go to uh, <laughs> the platform itself and see if they have tutorials and YouTube's always putting up tutorials or ask a friend like, for example, this right here. Oh. Let me demonstrate. Hey, Alex, <laughs> what are yes, you Chris. doing on Instagram these days? It looks interesting. How does it work? <laughs> Oh God! I wish people could see your face. Okay, so so here's the, here's the thing. I've actually uh, experimented with with three things, three of the the Instagram features. Uh, I'm trying to get a sense of which one works best for me and and how best to use it and how often I can use it. So one of them is is obviously Instagram Stories, which has been around for a while. The 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 next one is um, called Instagram Reel, R E E L. And that is literally uh, little mini films, little little itty bitty films, and it's like 15 seconds if I've got that right. You know, I think you can readjust it to 30 seconds. And so part of that is, what would I do with that that would drive uh, engagement, meaning attract attention of people that my audience base, uh, so that There's they. The third uh, thing you're doing as well. There's a third thing you're doing as well, and then I want to ask you to. I'm going to ask you a series of questions for each one so we can get an understanding. People who have never done stories will understand how to do it. Who have never done reels will understand how to do it. The third one was a series of stills that were numbered. What is that? (laughs) What is that, Alex? How do you do it? Well, I'm not sure I know which one you're talking about. I did a thing called layouts. and Oh, guy. That's what I did. Instagram guide, guide, yes, guide, guide, yeah, G-U-I-G, no, yeah, G-U-I-D-E, there we go, <laughs> I failed spelling, yeah. oh, for a minute, I thought you were guide, G-U-Y-E-D, yeah, oh. no, 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 not yet, no, guide, G-U-I-D-E, I got you, I got you, all right, so, which one would you like to explain first, stories, reels, or guide? Yeah, I'm I'm still playing with stories uh, because there's a well. Let, let me just start with it since I started with it. <laughs> it's funny how that worked out. So I think I think ninety. Which one are we? Let's be clear. Which one are we going to talk about? I'm about to say that ninety nine percent of you know Instagram stories. Uh, I'm I'm just going to assume that because it's it's the main thing of Instagram. There's a feed which is a little post box, the grids, and you get three alongside it. But then stories is video for the most part. You can use you can do uh, images as well. 
but you can also do video. And it's in a, a sort of a, 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 um, a picture frame, elongated and format. You find it by clicking on your round picture at the top left corner. Top left, or they've got another one now. To the what? right, the little, yes. To the right of that, at the top right, is a plus sign. And if you, if you hit that, then a little mini menu drops down, and that's where you can get stories, uh, guide, um, reels. It's a little list of the features. So you can get to it either, either way. Okay. All right, so now we know how to get there. Talk yes. about stories and what you use it for. Give us an idea of how it could be useful for us. Well, for me, it's a, it's a couple of things. It's a second place on Instagram to post a little quickie, eye-catching piece of eye candy or, or, or attention-grabbing moments. So the post is the standard place everybody goes to. But then Instagram stories is a little quick flash thing that because people like to scroll. You know, they're constantly scrolling. So you can you can just throw that second image up there just as a grabber, or you can post either a video or a, a, an image with, and this is a cool thing about it, you can uh, put, you can, you can, I'm sorry, let me, let me be more clear. Let's say I do an Instagram feed post, okay? Yeah. That's a regular post, right? I can then click on that. And there's a little, uh, looks like a paper airplane, little symbol below it. If I click on that, it says, where do you want to post this image from your post? Do you want to send it to a friend or do you want to put it in your Instagram stories? So if I say, send it to my Instagram stories, which is that circular icon in the upper left, right? Right. Suddenly wind up on another part of Instagram where, oh, here's a copy of the image or the video from my original post. And I can then add in this screen, I can say above it, here's my new post. Go check it out, right? I can do that. So I can use that image of the post that I originally did. I can use this copy of it to send people to my feed post where it can be longer, you know, like, cause you can, you can do, um, uh, a long post, uh, like a, a long copy, you know, your image in the feed. I'm so sorry, folks, if I'm not being clear, so I'll do it again. Right, so for the in your feed, image, you can do an image you and then can you can write, write a very long caption, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, right. So you can use the Instagram story to drive people to your feed post where they can read this long caption or this long, you know, story you want to tell or whatever it is. So that's one thing. You can also type out a bunch of hashtags in Instagram story, and you can actually pop it behind the image that you're using so that when someone goes to your Instagram story and they see that and they click on that, it actually attracts all the hashtag people to that Instagram story, which will then feed them to your Instagram feed. And, and how do you achieve that again? Okay. So, again, you can do a separate story all by yourself, or you can take from the Instagram feed. I think I'll just do it as a separate story. I'll, I'll just keep it simple. So you go to Instagram story. You can take a picture of yourself, like that picture right now, that picture of Chris, right? And you can say, I'm really curious about what people think about X, whatever X is, right? 
The letter X. Right, the letter X. You know, it's a Sesame Street <laughs> moment, right? And you can have that picture there, and you can then write this thing. I'm really curious about this. And you have a picture of your face where it looks like you're curious, okay? And then you can drop some hashtags in there that would attract people to that Instagram story. So maybe these are people who can answer that question about X or people who are also curious about X. So you're grabbing these people's attention. So that's an attention grabber. Okay, I got you. Got you. Okay. Your your regular Instagram story can be attention grabbers. All right, so that's stories. Now, let's talk about reels. R-E-L-S. To me, that's a 15-second or a 30-second commercial. And you can you can do just one, or you can post several of them, one right after the other, and create, like maybe let's say they're 15 seconds each, and you put up six. Well, now you've got, what, um, what did I just do? Uh, uh, 30, 30, and 30. You've got 90 seconds. You've got a minute and 30 seconds. But it's in little little mini bites. But you can you can do that. So you can use these little 15 second or 30 second little mini commercials to drive people to your product or to grab people's attention and and get them you know some information or drive them to your feed. So those little they're, they're little videos, right? Little videos, yeah. Little can, mini- you do, yeah. can you do a still photo, like say a book cover and? Uh, audio underneath or is it uh, you know i'm not expert enough in that and and i'm I, again i'm oh. still exploring these things you could shoot a you could shoot a cover and speak over it or speak well, under yeah it. if you can you if can you do that. do that with your phone or you have some way of doing that in your own software yes you can i would say that let me just talk about what i've used i use i use a flintstone camera so is that bird oh, really that's yeah what well, it was show and tell <laughs> right there you go yeah, Kenner projector, right? Um, I I use them for writing tips. That's that's the way I started using them. A little fifteen to thirty second, quick little writing tip or writer's question, and I could pop it up that way. So vi- the, the the theory is video is more engaging. It attracts more people's attention. You know. Now you can overlay writing in there. You can do that with stories, and you can do that with video. So you can have some text in there. You can have your hashtag or your bit.ly link to something, you know, can have those in there. But I use it mo- mainly for video, and that's that's Instagram Reels. Uh, guides yes, is okay. what I would call, Instagram Guide is what I would call magazine format. Okay. All right? So it's almost like putting together several pages of a digital magazine. And what you do is you can grab these images from your camera reel on your phone, or from your Instagram feed images that you've posted already, which are already stockpiled in your Instagram archive. And, and believe me, there are people online who are far better at explaining how these things work than I am, like in Alex Tooby, that's T-O-O-B-Y, or uh, Elise Dharma, uh, that's another person who's really good at explaining these things. Uh, there's Vanessa Lau. These are all ladies that I'm mentioning because I don't, you know, not a lot of brothers that I, or men that I'm, I'm aware of uh, that do it as well as these three. But there are a number of people online who do YouTube videos about how to use all this stuff. And I think definitely you should go there and get a better understanding. But what I have done is I have found that with Instagram Guide, uh, it's sort of interesting. You can create almost a, a, a photographic 
magazine format like story. And it's a good way to do like maybe an about me kind of thing where, you know, I can set up. So here's a face. Here's my face. And, you know, I'm Alex Simmons, a freelance writer. And then the very next page gives you some more information about it. And the next page maybe talks about the kind of books I've written. And you can set this so people can scroll quickly through this and learn about you in like five posts, five little combined posts. Boom, they know something about you. And then that, you pop into your stories, you set that up in your stories and it's there. But you can also archive it in Instagram archive. And here's, here's a cute one. You can archive it or pop it into Instagram highlights. Now, the big difference is stories and reels, and I think even, I, yeah, I think stories and reels, they only last for like 24 hours. There's, there's some sort of limitation on how long they're there, and then they disappear. They're gone. But if you drop them into highlight, highlight stays until you delete it. Okay. So highlight are those little circles below your bio. Right. And you can give each one a category. Like I have one that's about another one can be uh, frequently asked questions. Another one. And you can collect and save certain of your posts right behind each one of those. And people can go there and learn more about you or about your project or about your courses or whatever it is that you do. There's so there's so much and it becomes overwhelming, which is why I've taken a long time to dabble and explore and probe. And I think what you said earlier about you don't have to be everywhere. You try to find that one platform that you want to explore or where your audience hangs out and you focus there as best you can. I agree. I agree. And I I mean, it's doing this and finding what works is another way for you to figure out how to tell your damn story. You know, Um, that, that last one, that guide, I, you know, it, it fires up my imagination. I can see how you could take a couple of key panels from, say, Second Bite of the Cobra yeah. and, and do it as, you know, a way to, you know, remind people of your back catalog. I mm-hmm. see how be able to do it with Genius High, you know. Um, is even now when we're, you know, when we're out, I have a couple of pictures of empty rooms with uh, the individual dividers up and all that stuff to, you know, oh, this yeah. may be out. Do you miss the old school? Do you remember the old world where it was more like this, you know, and uh, um, then get in the genius high that way. So it, I think that's one of the key things is to allow these things not to be chores, but to opportunities to be creative. And again, God, God bless Joanna Penn. I am paraphrasing her all through this episode, but she, you know, she's just that good. You know, uh, Joanna, listen, I've been a fan a long time, so don't sue me. Um, but that whole <laughs> you, you said though, actually, you said something. I just want to piggyback some. You just said something absolutely perfect. You said it's a uh, key was uh, your phrase was something like that. You said something about key and and keywords and hashtags are tools that you should also explore in oh. terms of promoting your material. I won't go any Tell further. I we'll think, that I think that's episode. A, an episode because you seem to understand that more than I do. Um, uh, it's it's something that a lot of uh, creatives struggle with mastering. So maybe we can find someone who's really really good at it and have them as a guest star. But yeah. uh, the more you the better you get at that, the more you bring people to the stuff you want them to see. So yeah. tell me what you're doing here. This is pretty cool. 
Well, actually, what I'm trying to do, and my, my computer is running a little sluggishly today here, but see, on Skype, you can share a screen. And what I was going to do for those who will eventually see this video that we're doing. Uh, I'm going to try uh, and put it up on YouTube. But okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to pull up um, one of the promos that we did, the, the photographic image promos that we did for um, the blackjack books that we wrote, the Rapid Reads. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but again, as I said, my computer is going, I don't know if I want to do this. So, so well, if it happens, cool hey, it doesn't, you know. So we'll use this as a teaser. Yes. Yeah. Or we'll, or, we'll figure out how to do this and it'll be a future episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, or I'll get a better computer to do it with because I don't think it's really all that complicated. It's just a matter of my computer feeling overwhelmed. Well, that's, that's one of the things that reminds me of, uh, the generation I grew up in, every time I uh, do something that I laboriously explain to my students, and as I'm explaining step two, they're on step seven and they're already done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. You're the generation that grew up with one of these in your hands. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. What do you see? What are you seeing? Because I don't. Well, I see the picture of the four rapid reads. Top you left is. Yeah, is. Um, uh, it's Ransom for a Dead King. Ransom for a Dead King. Revolt of the Red Star, Driven, right. and Dark End of the Rainbow. Yeah, great picture, man. Great picture. Uh, and this is one of the promo pieces I put together some time ago, and I was you know, using it to promote the four books that we did. Uh, and I almost, I almost did a holiday bundle with these, but I couldn't get it together in time because of some other things that came up. So that's another thing, recognizing what you can and can't do in the time that you have. Let, let's do it as a, a, a Love Stinks Valentine bundle. Yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> no dates for you. COVID getting your social life down in the dress. Buy our bundle and forget well, about it for the yeah, night. We, we, can do it, <laughs> we can do it as a bundle for Valentine's. We can also do it as a bundle because it's the same month, Black History Month. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you know that's even better, bro. Yeah, any way you want to do it. But either way, so I just wanted to let that happen for a moment. So we have, we have, this has been an extra long episode, which is fine. I'm going to stop sharing. Hope it's helpful. Yeah, I hope so too, folks. You know, please let us know. Um, again, I am not touting myself as an expert on any of this. I am like you. Maybe some of you are far better at it. I, I believe that than I, I am. But as creatives, as in, in this case, Chris and I as writers, these are all the, the, the hills and valleys that we've had to wander through in an effort to build our careers above and beyond the traditional. And, and you know, some, in some cases, you know, we've come from the era of the gatekeepers into the era of where, you know, someone picked the lock and we came rushing through. And so a lot of this has been a learning process for us in our later years whereas some of you are, this is just the dawning of, of, of the age. So this is cool. You know, wherever you are in this, organize, research, learn, think of these as tools, just like any other project, you know, get the right tools to help you build what you want or to help you, Chris, tell the damn story. <laughs> So this is our this is our hour and a half episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you find it Ooh. useful. And please, 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 you know, in the comments section uh, or send us an email. You know, the address is right here. 
Just let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear more about. And we'll be with you again because we've got a few things coming up for you, not only this month of 2021, as opposed to the year of the Night of the Locusts in a long time, uh, but also we have uh, something special we're working on for February. That's right. Yes. So we'll be telling you more about that in the coming episodes of January. Fantastic. So, Chris, as always, a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank always you. A pleasure. Thanks for uh, uh, having Tina on. Oh, yeah. Oh, too much fun. Thank you to her for agreeing. Thank you, Goddess. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Good job, Goddess. And hopefully some people check out the spouse. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. We had I another guest on today, too, we should say thank you to. Who do we have? Oh. Yeah, we had another staff member on. It was a brief Oh, scan. yeah, he left. But uh, earlier, I think it was pre-recording. I don't know if we had it on the air. But, oh, okay. Uh, managing editor, Silvio, was on. Silvio, Silvio uh, the cat, yeah. Yeah, giving us a look like. Uh, yeah, like, why, why, are you, why are you doing this? You're looking at your phone. Uh, you could probably be writing another story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whoa. And the uh, the security team, uh, uh, Sonny Aloysius Melman, did not show up in here at all. You know, um, uh, He was keeping the studio safe elsewhere. This morning he was killing a stuffed moose. Um, someone gave it to him for Christmas. And, um, yeah, that moose, moose is just a shell of himself now. Yeah, it's, uh, that moose but, uh, You know... Hey, listen, you come into Seamus Nunzio Productions office without permission, you know, no yep. permission, moose or no moose. Yeah, you you're going down, going down. <laughs> Chris, and, take you know, care. the goddess hates when he does a call, the little stuffing comes out, and she's like, oh, my God. And she starts picking it up, and he gives him the gives her these big brown eyes like, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. You gave <laughs> he was telling an entirely different damn story. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, either way, take care, everybody. Chris, you take care, and we'll see you next week. Happy New Year. Hope uh, hope for the best, and uh, uh, let's let's keep the mask on, the hands washed and all that, and get ourselves back to a world we can interact in in 2021. Peace. You got it. Peace.